Well, hey there. Today, we're going to be talking about the burn that you get in exercise. We all know that feeling. We've been doing a movement for a little while, and all of a sudden, the muscle starts burning. Well, today, I'm going to be explaining what that burn is, how it is actually beneficial to you, and what the burn does not mean. Because often, we correlate that burning feeling with progress or effectiveness, or we assume it means certain things. So I'm going to explain today exactly what is happening when we feel the burning feeling in workouts. I want to give a quick shout out to L12A06. The review is titled Relatable. What drew me into your podcast was a picture of you as a mom on the cover. I love how functional you make it and how real you are. Also, the variety of topics you cover are super helpful. I listen to it every morning while taking my kiddos to school while they watch Mickey Mouse in the back seat. It's just the right amount of time and you get straight to the point. Thank you for your passion of women's health and moms. Thank you so, so much for the review. It makes such a difference when you guys leave a review. I love to know your thoughts. I love to know what's helpful, what's not helpful. I can take any kind of feedback. So wherever you listen, don't forget to let me know your thoughts. Leave a review. I read those every single week. They help the podcast grow. They help us to continue to get amazing guests. So I love hearing from you. Go leave a review wherever you listen. And don't forget to share an episode that you find helpful with your friends, family on social media. Tag me. I look for those as well. I know we're about to get into the burn and if it is important for making our exercises effective, but something that I can guarantee is important for making your workouts effective is quality sleep. And one way you can do that is having a quality set of sheets. I love Cozy Earth sheets. They are super comfortable, super soft, and they are temperature-regulating bamboo sheets. So they're perfect for really cold winter months or hot summer months. They were on Oprah's favorite things list in 2018. They have a lengthy warranty. I've washed mine tons of times and they still feel super soft, light, breezy, and comfortable. They have more than just sheets. They have linen sets and collections and pajamas as well. And the best part is Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer to my listeners today, up to 40% off site-wide when you use the code SIMPLE40. Yes, that's 40% off. You are not going to regret getting a pair of killer sheets or any of the other products they have. Again, SIMPLE40, 40% off. All right, let's get into today's episode and talk about that burn you get during workouts and if you need it for your workout to be effective. My name's Andrea Allen and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So first, let's break down what the burn actually is. The burn is a burning sensation you get in your muscle during exercise. And what is actually happening is that burn is coming from metabolic stress, which is caused by your muscle shifting into an anaerobic territory. Anaerobic simply means that you are working without oxygen. So before the muscle was getting oxygen to it, and now what's happening is the demands of needing oxygen 
are higher than what you can provide. So you're shifting into that anaerobic territory and working without oxygen. When this happens, you're shifting into using stored glucose in the muscle over oxygen. And when this happens, it also is causing an acid buildup and the production of hydrogen ions. And that is what is creating the burning. Basically, you're shifting from oxygen to no oxygen, and then you're having buildup of acid and ions causing the burning. That is where it's coming from. Typically, that burn happens when we are doing high reps with lower weights. So we've been doing a movement for a really long time, or we are in a very high intense situation where we are really, really pushing the body and our heart rate is typically pretty high. It also is a sign that your muscle can be pretty fatigued. For example, you could hold your arms up parallel to the ground, so directly out to the sides, and you could just hold your arms straight for as long as possible or do, you know, gentle arm circles where your hands just slowly moving in a tiny circle. And over time, your shoulders are going to start to burn because the muscle is getting tired of being extended. So it's not that it's overloaded, it's that the muscle is getting tired. So that's typically when we get the burn. Now the burn in muscles can be beneficial for you. And I wanna talk about some of those benefits and what it actually means and what it actually doesn't mean. Typically when you're starting to feel that burn, you're probably pushing your body pretty hard like if you're in a high-intensity workout. So we will often get that burn if we are doing HIT or high-intensity intervals where we're going from a really high burst of energy, high activity, and then we're recovering. Sometimes we can feel it in those moments, and it feels really intense because our body's working hard and we're working without oxygen. When we are working without oxygen and we're shifting into that anaerobic phase, one of the benefits is it improves our muscles' ability to use oxygen and just to improve muscular endurance. So obviously the muscle's working hard, it's starting to get tired, and it's starting to get worn out, and then we shift into that burn. But when we continually do that over time, it's going to improve our body's ability to work without oxygen and to improve the muscle endurance, which are both really great things. That's going to help us monitor our cardiovascular abilities and also our respiratory system. So they're going to be very beneficial in that way. When you're doing high intensity intervals and you're starting to feel that burn, it can be a really good indicator of your cardiovascular effort. So it can help you monitor your fitness level because maybe if you are a beginner and you're starting to feel that burnout, let's say you're doing jump squats and your quads and glutes are starting to burn, maybe you're feeling that burn after just 15 seconds, but you continue to work on that and maybe you're not feeling the burn a couple months down the road until 45 seconds. So that can show an improvement in your body's ability to use oxygen and then shift. So that can definitely show improvements. And those improvements are showing that your muscles are dealing with that lactic acid buildup differently. And those improvements are showing that your muscle is getting better at dealing with that acid and hydrogen ion buildup a little bit better. It's knowing how to move things along a little bit better, which is great. Also, anaerobic exercise, which is typically when you get that burn, has been linked to showing an improved state in your mood. So it can improve your mood as well. Obviously, that is the anaerobic phase, but in general, we get that burn in that phase. So your mood can improve. So there are definitely benefits to feeling that burn during exercise. Now, here's what it does not mean. And I think there is a lot of confusion between 
correlation and causation. So often we correlate that burn with meaning, oh, my workout is working because I'm burning or because I'm burning, I must be building muscle or I must be burning fat. That's what the burning is. As I explained, that's not what the burning is. The burning is just switching to the anaerobic territory where we might be having that acid buildup and the hydrogen ion buildup. That burn does not mean that you are stimulating muscle growth. In order to have muscle growth, you have to overload the muscles. And as I explained, you could hold your arm up parallel and obviously the muscle will get tired and it will start to burn. Or you could be doing something in a short burst where you're really pushing that muscle and it's starting to work without oxygen. But that also typically doesn't mean that you are automatically growing and stimulating muscle growth. You can have that burning sensation, which is just metabolic stress, as I explained, and you can feel the burning and you can even have muscle damage where your muscle is broken down but it doesn't always mean that you are stimulating your muscle to grow bigger. That growth is done by overload to the muscle, by putting the muscle under more load of resistance than it can bear. If you are a beginner to fitness, you might be able to overload during more things than someone who is advanced, but that overload isn't necessarily linked to that burn. So knowing that when the muscle burns, it is not automatically linked to the overload of the muscle and growing muscle is really, really important because the more muscle we have, the more we know our metabolism moves faster at rest and it also makes us stronger in daily activities. And the more muscle we have also helps us keep stronger bones because they kind of go hand in hand. The more muscle on the bone, the harder the bone has to work. So there's a lot of benefits to having muscle. Muscle is definitely your friend. That burning sensation also doesn't mean that you are burning fat. This is a mistake people make a lot. They start to feel that burning sensation and they instantly link it with fat loss. And I've even heard instructors literally in classes be like, oh, you can feel that fat melting away. You feel that burn? And it's wrong. That's completely 100% incorrect of how the science is working and it is a sales gimmick. That's not what's happening. That burn is not from melting fat. It is literally acid buildup with hydrogen ions as well. It just means that you are in that anaerobic phase where you are using stored glycogen in the muscle. It is not fat burning. The other thing to remember about this is, as you know, spot training is not real. We cannot spot reduce fat. And when we are working a muscle, let's say we're working our triceps and the triceps start to burn, saying, oh, it's melting the fat is wrong because that would be spot training. And we know spot training isn't real. What's happening is you are working the muscle. It's starting to work without oxygen. You're shifting into a different phase and it's burning, but you are not spot training. You are not just overly focusing on reducing the fat there. You are working on that muscle. It is worn out and it is fatiguing. And if you listen to episode 74, Four Myths About Fat Loss, it's going to explain that in much more detail about what's going on and how spot training isn't real and thinking that we are reducing fat or we are burning fat because the area is burning is incorrect. That's not what the burn means. Something else to think about when we are feeling that burning sensation is, as I mentioned, it can be a sign that the muscle is fatiguing. So when we are doing compound movements or full body workouts, the muscle that is the smallest will tend to fatigue first. So for example, let's say you're doing a movement where you're working your legs and your shoulders. 
Let's say you're doing a Romanian deadlift and then you're standing up and going into an upright row with that exact same weight. Guess what? Those shoulders are going to start burning faster than your legs. Why? Because it is a smaller muscle. So you might feel burnt out from that movement. Your shoulders might be burning and you're going to want to stop because the shoulders are burning, but you haven't given the legs necessarily adequate work to really break them down and help rebuild some muscle in your legs and make that muscle stronger because the shoulders are burning out before the legs and the legs haven't properly been overloaded yet. Now, with me saying this, I'm not saying that I don't do full body workouts. I'm not saying I don't do compound movements. I do. I love them. I think they're fantastic. But I do make sure and I do recognize that I mix and match those moves with movements where I'm also isolating a muscle to really help overload that muscle and build strength. I recognize that my shoulders are going to fatigue faster than my legs, and I might have my heart rate up, and in that phase, I'm probably working in strength endurance, which is the phase in the OPT training model where you are working on the muscle, but your cardiovascular system is working as well, and I'm probably not strictly in hypertrophy, where hypertrophy in training is a phase where you are focusing on growing muscle. So I like to mix and match those movements and create a variety. Often in fitness, people are very black and white. It's you only do it this way or you only do it that way. And I'm not really in that camp. I don't really believe in that. I like a variety. So I just want to make you aware if you are only doing full body workouts, your legs may not be getting the necessary overload that they need to add muscle, which is going to help change your body composition, which is going to help you feel stronger in your lower half and also going to change the way the legs work and look. So you're going to want to mix and match those and not only do full body, but do some things that focus just on the legs and just on the shoulders and then mix and match when you want to do a full body workout. I also want to point out when I'm talking about overloading the muscle and that that's how we actually change the muscle and help it grow and help us become stronger in that overload is going to vary per person. What I need to overload my leg muscles is very different than what someone who is a beginner to fitness is going to need to overload their leg muscles. Strength training typically to be effective for overloading the muscle, as I talked about and mentioned hypertrophy, which is the muscle building phase, typically you want between 8 to 12 reps. That's going to keep you in hypertrophy and really build that muscle. But that rep range can be as high as 8 to 20, which is going to include hypertrophy and muscle endurance. And you can mix and match those rep ranges between that 8 reps to 20 reps. Now, the weight you hold is going to be different as well because that overload is different per person. One person might be able to really, really challenge their muscle with a five-pound weight for their shoulders, and someone else might need a much heavier weight. They may need 30-pound dumbbells to overload their shoulders. So that is going to be the variance, and the dumbbell size doesn't matter, but it matters about your rep range, and then making sure whatever rep range you're doing, let's say you're shooting for... 12 reps, that the last three reps are extremely challenging and you're not able to really do many more reps. If you get to 12 reps and you can keep going and easily get to 20, then that means that your weight is a little bit too light and you need to increase your weight so that you're only able to get to 12 reps. That's going to help you overload that muscle. 
if you don't have heavier weights, because I know some people say, well, I don't have heavier weights. I, I don't have access to a gym. I'm not able to really work on overly loading the muscles to stimulate that muscle growth, which is going to help me. That's okay. You can work on your tempo, changing the rate at which you raise the weight and lower the weight, because that's still going to affect the muscles being challenged in a different way. So try to slow down the movement. If you're doing a bicep curl, don't just count up for one and down for one. You can count up for two, down for two. You can count up for three, down for three, and same thing with four. So let's say the arm is extended. You're going to go into the concentric motion, which is the contraction of the muscle. You count up one, two, three, four. The bicep curl is at the top. You're about to elongate it, which is the eccentric motion, and then you count one, two, three, four down. So that's another way to overload the muscle. So you do have options, and that window range of reps really is important. But if you are working in a rep range where you are well above 30 reps and you're just going and going and going in very high, high repetition, you're not going to overload the muscle, but you actually are going to just feel that burn, which might help with a tiny bit of muscle growth, especially if you are a beginner, but it's not going to progressively challenge that muscle to help see that growth and you'll feel that burn and assume, hey, I must be building muscle because it's burning, but we know that's not correct. That doesn't necessarily mean that. It can correlate, but it's not a causation. So to sum it all up and put a pretty bow on it and make it all make sense. So to sum it all up and put a pretty bow on it and help this all make sense for you, You do not need to feel the burn in your workouts to build muscle and see changes in your body composition and get stronger. That burn can help build tolerance. It can help you over time avoid muscle fatigue and it can help improve your muscle endurance, but it doesn't have to happen for you to build muscle. It can be part of it, but it's not a necessity. You can have a killer workout where you break down muscle and you rebuild it and it helps your metabolism get faster and you get stronger without ever feeling that burn. Now, it can be in your workouts. As I mentioned, I like to mix and match my workouts. I like to do things that have a little bit lower reps and a little bit higher reps because I enjoy that mixing and that moderation. But you do want to have movements where you have a moderate to heavier weight to help stimulate that muscle And during that process, you may not feel that burn because it is a little bit different the way it's overloading your muscle, but you can easily get stronger and change your body composition doing that moderate to heavy weight and then mixing and matching it with obviously options where the weight can be a little bit higher for variety and that also that higher weight sometimes can be gentler on the joints. So mixing and matching is great. Hopefully this episode cleared up what the burning is, when it happens, and that you don't have to have it to be able to build muscle and improve your body composition so that you can stop beating yourself up when you finish a workout and you think, oh my gosh, I didn't feel that burn, or I have to feel that burn to see progress. You don't. It doesn't have to be there, and you can have a killer, killer workout without it. So don't overthink that burn. Don't think it always needs to be there. Understand what it is, that it can be correlated, but it is not causation of burning fat or building muscle. All right, that's it for today. As always, you are doing so much better than you think you are. We'll chat next week. 